Hello, and welcome back to the BrainTap Business Journal podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Patrick Porter, the inventor of BrainTap. And as you all know, we travel around the world, actually, and we scan brains. And over the last 10 years, we've been able to scan over 30,000 different brains. And when I say brains, I'm actually talking about the nervous system because 70% of the nervous system is in the brain. And every once in a while, we find an anomaly, which means somebody who's not in the norm. Uh, You've heard me talk before that most people that we see are about, uh, I don't know, 60% delta and their nervous system is crashing and they're in the lowest percentile. But the, my guest today is just blew me away when I saw what she showed up like. And I'm going to show you some pictures for those of you that are on the video portion of this, because Susan Finder, who I'm going to introduce and let her tell us a little bit about herself, uh, and she's going to go into what she's been doing, because whatever she's been doing, she is probably in the top 1% of all people, including all biohackers that we've seen over the last 10 years and how she showed up. Most people, they have a stressed out, tired nervous system. And Suzanne, I want to welcome you to the podcast. And first of all, tell us a little bit about your background and and what you do um, for the world right now. Yeah. So Patrick, thank you so much for having me on. I'm a nervous system health coach. So what I do is I help people retune and repair Uh, their nervous system when it's dysregulated. And as you just described, most nervous systems are dysregulated. We live in a very traumatizing world. And so when we can come back to a place of safety in the nervous system, physiological safety, then we can have those normal rhythms of arousal, rest, digest. So my very quickly, my background is I was an executive sales uh, sales executive in New York, selling ad space for years and years, uh, President's Club member, many successive years over and over. But I had tremendous PTSD, anxiety, depression, and I thought what I had to do in the world to feel safe was just perform. So that's what I did, perform, perform, perform. But all of that performance, the money, the relationships, didn't really do anything, including the 20 years of psychotherapy that I went through didn't really change anything. I still felt anxious and depressed and couldn't figure out why my life wasn't working. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to bring up the the preview of the uh, the HRV scan just so people can see it. And when they look at it, I'm just going to go down a little bit. Um, Susan's a young 61-year-old, it says here. And we're going to, we'll probably do another uh, webinar because uh, Unfortunately, the computer I'm on doesn't show her pre and post, but it does show how she showed up. And for those who have this equipment, especially our doctors out there, you're going to see, you don't see this very often when people come into your clinic. So I'm going to kind of go over it a little bit just to show, first of all, she has a very low uh, pulse rate, which is good and not very low. I should say it's more like an athlete. Like if we were doing somebody like an Olympic uh, athlete, 56 beats per minute, that's a very good um beats per minute. You can see her rhythmogram here. We call a histogram. This is a very good, um, the rolling, looking like rolling ocean waves. Those are almost perfectly symmetry. That's what you want to see. That shows that she can handle uh, stress and she can relax, which is key because a lot of people, they handle stress in all different ways, but usually there's a wearing down of the nervous system. Uh, The two red lines, if you're looking at it, that's just where we had a little anomaly. We can have up to 30 of those and still have a good reading. And this was a very good reading. There were only two anomalies. 
When we look here at her stress response, anything between a 10 and 100 is awesome. And usually these are things we see after someone's used the brain tap for six to eight weeks. And what we see here, she's a 12 right now. So basically, if you think about it, she's out of the box in the morning, she gets up, she does her thing. She's not uh, catastrophizing or being stressed out, whatever was going on with her old job and whatever she's fixed, which we're going to cut, we're going to go into detail with in just a minute. I just want to show you what all of her work has done. You can see what's going on. The scattergram is showing there. Uh, we don't usually go into much of that. You can see her parasympathetic is really uh, big. There's, there is a few things she could improve here, which is, you know, obviously she could have that a third, a third, a third, but we typically see the red, which is the neurohormonal, which is the very low frequency. Hers is only seven, which means she's not using her backup generator. She's actually using her nervous system to regulate the function of her nervous system. So being a nervous system coach, this is almost like getting an A plus on her report card or whatever. When you see here the auto-correcting portrait, anything 35 to 145 is excellent. She's actually better than excellent. She's at 27. This means the speed in which she can change between the low frequency and high frequency band waves, which means she can go from parasympathetic, sympathetic, neurohormonal very quickly, which you would need in a, um, you know, being a coach or being somebody who's going to teach the nervous system. The quicker the nervous system can switch, the healthier it is. So think of it like uh, heart rate variability, HRV, but now we're looking at the nervous system. Very good. Her neurohormonal is 100%. I can tell you, I can count on one hand how many people show up with 100% neurohormonal regulation. This means that whatever nutrition she's taking, whatever she's doing physically, mentally, and emotionally, her body is responding perfectly to it. Very good. When we look here at her spectrum of uh, what we call the energy pyramid, she's bringing in 156 units of energy and she's burning 171, which means her body is burning fat the way it should. Catabolic and anabolic uh, systems are working great. 327 is about mid-range for metabolism. If you can't see her, she's, she's, she's very good shape. She's not overweight or anything like that. When we look at her neuro uh, or psycho-emotional state, which represents the energy across the hippocampus, there's a direct correlation between energy in the brain and happiness. So we, we, that's why we call it the psycho-emotional state. She's at 98. Uh, we have seen younger people, probably anyone below 27 years old, get scores like this, but very rarely would we see, I mean, I can, you know, unless they're working for brain tap, I don't see this uh, very often. When you look at her brain waves, although they could be uh, distributed a little bit differently, she has a lot of different brain waves. But the one I like to focus on right now, or the two, she's got 23% delta, which means Anything below 20 is going to be good. We could lower that down to 10 and be even better, but that's really good. I mean, when the average person we see is over 60%, and uh, especially in her age bracket, I would say it's almost 95% of the people are over 50% delta for sure. Her uh, theta is about perfect. Alpha could be a little bit higher, about 30%, and beta could be 45%, but she's got so much gamma. We don't usually we would see maybe be two or 3% gamma in somebody's brain activity. Gamma, think of it as supercharging the brain, like theta on steroids. It's also when you're in the zone. So she's found a way to basically move through her life in a state of super awareness. And um, 
because most people have almost zero or maybe one or two uh, percent of their brain in gamma. Now we all need it because gamma, if we have high gamma, we can usually not worry too much about Alzheimer's or dementia because gamma is the bass drum of the brain. And as long as we have at least three to 5%, we're gonna keep the brain regulated. Uh, if you're in this hyper state of gamma, typically we see this in Olympic athletes, um, artists, um, you know, captains of industry that are really problem solvers and things of this nature. So very good on that end. Um, when we look at her uh, biorhythm uh, at 98%, this again, we don't see this very often as a prescore to somebody doing brain tap. So she showed up as a 31 year old or what would be if we were to put her up against other people uh, in our program, the, the 30,000 scans that we've done, her scan, if we didn't know her actual age and we just looked at all the results of her scan, she would be more like a 31-year-old than a 61-year-old, which is, again, another positive for being a nervous system coach. We can see here that there's no better way to measure the nervous system that we know of the NeuroCheck, and she's crushed every feature. She's 99% above... Um, I mean, 99% of her nervous system is online functioning as it was intended. She only has a few drops, which we very rarely, I mean, we very rarely see this with somebody. And when we look at her spine, part of the, there's a saying in uh, ancient literature that says we're only as young as our spine is flexible, but we could correlate that to you're only as young as your spine has energy flow. So in, in her energy through her spine. She's got 100% in her cervical spine. Her thoracic spine is 100%, 90% in her lumbar. Her sacrum is 99%. Her coccyx is 97%. She basically has almost 100% uh, flow through her spine, which means the communication between the brain and the body is, is working perfectly. Now, if you're doing uh, Ayurvedic medicine, you would look at the chakra system and you can see her chakras are pretty much, you know, all also in the top 1% uh, between 90 and 100% on every chakra system, which is the way in which the Indian people look at the spine, uh, unlike the doctors here in America. When we look at the, um, the energy flow, She's still really good. We very rarely see these kind of numbers. This is the top percent of our meridians because we're doing the meridians. Uh, we usually measure the, the flow through the meridians because of the ear lights that we use in brain tap and we would see these go up. But we, we I thought it was worth showing you if you can watch the video of these, how good she's doing as we talk about uh, what she's been doing, what she's been up to. So, um, Suzanne, tell us a little bit about what do you think um, helped you to unlock this nervous system that you have and get it functioning like a 31-year-old instead of a 61-year-old? Yeah, especially after PTSD as a kid, right? My mother died when I was six, and there were a whole host of what's called adverse childhood experiences pre and post that experience. So I was actually a wreck um, for most of my life. Um, Although I did the spiritual buffet line, okay, I became, I became um, uh, an interfaith minister last year. This is where my spiritual journey has taken me. But I would say that there were two things that really helped 
Um, one, uh, I, I thank Bruce Lipton because um, I've been doing psychology, kinesiology, or psyche, and I've been a facilitator for 15 years. And some people would get tremendous results. Some people, and most people, more than 80%, didn't get any results. And I wondered mm -hmm. what is wrong? I pride myself in doing things well. And uh, I learned, I learned from Dr. Stephen Porges, uh, who developed the polyvagal theory, the author of the polyvagal theory in his 40 years of research, that it, it all has to come down to how the nervous system is functioning. Are we in physiological safety where we can grow, heal, and restore? Or are we stuck in a danger response? Is our system more attuned to cues of safety or cues of threat? So I used his protocol called the safe calm. That's what I do with all of my clients before we do any other work. What that protocol does, it's sort of like a trap door. It's like the prehab to the rehab. That's Dr. Les Aria's description of it where it's a very inactive, relaxed therapy of also listening, but it does something unique. It retunes and reforms the smallest muscle in the human body called the stapedius, hanging out in the middle ear. And when we've had early childhood trauma or really any trauma, relational trauma or otherwise, the middle ear muscle flattens out and it stops filtering out high, high frequency and low, low frequency tones. Of course, these are inaudible. But it, when our nervous system doesn't have that filtering, it's more attuned to threat. So we're highly reactive. When we can reshape that middle ear muscle, it's sort of like that, that biohack, right, that everyone's looking for that helps the things like brain tap and anything else we might do become so much more effective. So that's what I do with my clients. That's what I listen to myself. Um, and it has, it has really literally changed my life. I stopped having anxiety, what I call them anxiety seizures. I would get so overwhelmed by stress that for three days, I would have about nine to 12 little seizures in a, in a row where I couldn't speak. It would shut down some aspect of my verbal ability. Um, ever since I did the SSP, Safe and Sound Protocol, that went away. Now that to me, I didn't feel much of anything else, but that was really the start, the turnaround where my nervous system started becoming a lot more flexible. Does it mean I get anxious? Of course, this is the world, but I can handle it in, in a much better way, more productive way, I also find that when I am safe in my own body, I convey that safety to others. That's just how we work as mammals. And that's, I think, one of the keys of doing the safe and sound protocol with a provider is that you have that healthy co-regulation, that safety between provider and receiver that is missing with a lot of these other protocols, not that they aren't great, it's just, we need to get to that baseline of safety first, and we can do that with each other. Um, Patrick, you know, I'm a big fan of A Course in Miracles, and the course says, mm -hmm. joining is healing, and healing is joining. And I think that's a really big part of it too. Yeah. 
Exactly. I, I think that a lot of people don't understand how that polyvagal system works and things like that. And um, that's why we have the vibration and the light that flash. It, it actually is flashing to the frequencies of Noje frequencies to turn off the sympathetic drive. So tell us a little bit about how this safe and sound protocol and brain tap what they do and what's different about them and, and how they might complement each other. Cause I, I know a lot of our doctors actually use this protocol. So yes. you, can, you can share it with us. Yeah. I think the big distinction is the co-regulation piece. When we use the safe and sound protocol, again, it's reshaping a muscle. It is using particular frequencies to reshape a muscle. Now I don't really know much about brain tap yet. I'm looking forward to, um, but in addition to reshaping the muscle, listening to music over a 10 hour period, we do it over 11 sessions or more, depending upon the clients. Um, what happens is we're with someone so that when we get triggered, that co-regulation, that calming down, that it's that we practice retraining the response with another person, just as if, if I may say, we were little ones needing to co-regulate with our mom or our caregiver because something frightening was overwhelming our nervous system. When as infants, we look to our mom, particularly when breastfeeding, we feel safe and calm and that helps set up a really good framework for the nervous system to develop. So it is more attuned to safety. Now, luckily, even if we've, we had a lousy childhood, um, or we've had any other kinds of trauma. And trauma wasn't what happened. It's the ongoing effect of what happened. If our nervous system wasn't overwhelmed and it wasn't repaired, that's considered, in my world, trauma. So we can, through neuroplasticity, through new experiences of safety, new experiences of connection, that's how we can reshape the nervous system to accept better accept things like more active things like brain tap. Okay, great. Tell us a little bit about polyvagal theory because um, I know that most of our doctors will know about it, but we'll get people on here that have no idea what we're talking about. They'll think it's something from outer space or a, a sci-fi movie title or something. So tell me a little bit about what that is and, and how that plays a role in um, you know resetting the nervous system. Yes, so there's a lot to polyvagal theory. But I will, um, I'll start with this. When we're overwhelmed with those cues of threat, our nervous system moves into defense. It moves to either fight or flight or shut down. When our nervous system is more attuned to cues of safety, that's when we can grow health and restore. So Dr. Porges identified that it wasn't just parasympathetic, which we think of as rest and digest, or sympathetic, which is fight or flight. And at the time, we thought it was also shut down. What he identified had to do with the development of mammals over millions and millions of years, that the parasympathetic nervous system actually has two branches. One is the rest and restore. The other is a defense system related to to our very, very long ago ancestors, reptiles. So the reptiles, we have little lizards here in Southern California and they scatter around. And then when they hear something, they freeze. 
Well, that's the second part, the much, much older part of the parasympathetic nervous system called dorsal, dorsal vagus. Not Las Vegas, not to be confused, um, but it is one of two. And the other is people know as sympathetic, fight or flight. So the, the um, polyvagal got its name from the various aspects of the vagus nerve and how it interrelates with the sympathetic nervous system because there's this thing called, and it gets a little confusing, so I don't want to go too deep today. We don't have a whole lot of time. The, um, the vagal brake. So if you think of a brake, it's like a brake of a car, right? We want to slow down, so we hit the brake. We hit the brake gently, right, as we maneuver through traffic. When we feel safe, that vagal brake is fully engaged. And as we move along the continuum, it can release a little bit and then come back. That's a healthy nervous system. Release a little bit and come back. That's the arousal and rest, arousal and rest. But when we get deep into an overwhelmed situation, i.e. our nervous system is completely like running the show, then what happens is the vagal break completely comes off and we either find ourselves completely going angry and uh, uh, upset or we're gonna withdraw, we're gonna shut down. And what Dr. Porges identified, and maybe a lot, of, a lot of science has identified this, when we're stuck in that chronic stress state, the neurochemicals of adrenaline and cortisol continue to flow, and that's where we get stuck in disease states and disease states. Put it yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah we, we coined the term neurological lock, so it's very similar that people can't get out of it. So this is one of the ways you can liberate that. Now, when when you learn to do this, like you have, and to regulate your system, um, what do you do after these 10 sessions of, of practicing to train the brain to get this muscle? What are the other future exercises and things people do? Yeah, so we have ongoing maintenance listening. So when we do the 11 sessions, <clears throat> think of a bell-shaped curve. The first two hours are the warm-ups. The third or middle hour, if you will, is uh, the actual workout. And it's working out the muscle, like you would go to a gym and work out your bicep, right? It's rebuilding that muscle. Um, and then the last two hours of listening are the cool downs. So we have an ongoing maintenance, but what I do with clients is then look at, okay, what are the underlying beliefs that are keeping that stuck state stuck. So once we have enough safety, we're able to look at things that were too terrifying to look at before. And I think that's where all these other uh, really wonderful interventions come in, such as BrainTap, because now we're more receptive to the medicine, if you will, right? And in the safe and sound protocol, it uses music, but it uses music sort of like my grandmother used sauce to give me an aspirin. Mm -hmm. The music wasn't the medicine, the aspirin was the medicine, right? The music covers uh, those tones that we can't hear, but it's the delivery system. So I love what you talk about, Patrick, in terms of dancing, humming, singing, all of these things. There's so many great neural exercises a wonderful thing that I love is called the yawn stretch. 
And the yawn stretch is when we take a really big yawn, a really big stretch, we move our body, we extend our arms and twist around and we wait for a spontaneous breath. And that's kind of like recharging a dead battery. Like if you had a car, another car would come along, you would get the, the leads on there and it would boop, give it some energy and then the car could run again. And that's what these yawn stretches help us to do. And I have a whole host of exercises that I share with clients. That's great. Now, um, you mentioned, you know, you, you love what Bruce Lipton's doing. He's been a guest on our podcast. He's a friend. We've brought him out to Quantum University many times. He's, his work in epigenetics is, is groundbreaking, of course. But you talk about his subconscious beliefs and what you found happens. I mean, being a, a Psyche facilitator for 15 years, you've seen and communicated with people's subconscious. So tell us a little bit about what you've seen with that work and, and how that helps to liberate the nervous system. Yeah. So when an individual is safe enough, they can do the work of accepting a new belief. But when the nervous system is stuck, it says, no, 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 we can't change because if we change, something bad might happen, right? What I found was a lot of the time, and I didn't know this, this is before I got to know polyvagal theory or anything about the nervous system, people weren't changing and I couldn't figure out why. But with psychology, kinesiology, what we do is identify a belief statement and then identify, well, what would you rather have instead? And there needs to be, again, I can't stress this enough, a baseline of safety order for the nervous system to accept the new belief. And so, like I said, I've had some incredible results. TMJ, uh, that not mine, but a client that was persistent for years, had had a number of um, scans, showed huge um, inflammation. And then after two sessions with Psyche, she was ready. She was ready to change. Um, two weeks later, they did another scan. All the inflammation was gone and her pain was gone. So it's a wonderful, extraordinary process. And I always like to have people do the safe and sound protocol first. So they are very receptive to that change. That's great. Well, I just like most things, um, like AA, for instance, most people don't get to the spiritual step, but you did. You, you found a relationship between spirituality and the nervous system. We're not our nervous system. The nervous system is a function of our spirit. So tell us a little bit about how you made that connection between the Course in Miracles and the nervous system, and maybe share a little bit about your thesis that you had at your seminary. Yeah. So the Course tells us that the body is a communication device. Well, lo and behold, the nervous system, that's a communication device too. It communicates information about what's happening in our body. It uh, communicates information about what's happening in the environment. And it also it communicates information between nervous systems. So I think in one of your talks, you talk about walking into the room and there are people that you just wanna hang out with and walking into a room and energy vampires are there and you wanna stay away from them. Yeah. Well, we're always intercommunicating with all nervous systems, right? The courses were all joined. Well, guess what? We're all joined through this communication device. So as I heal my communication devices, I come to more and more safety within myself, recognizing that I am not the communication device it is a device. It's like me getting in my car and saying, I am my car. That's ridiculous, right? So as I heal my communication device and learn to be calm 
and learn to see beyond the behavior of the other. See them as a beautiful being trapped in a communication device that's dysregulated. Then we've made progress because through my nervous system, I can convey that safety. And if we all came to that point of I'm safe within myself, I'm not my nervous system, I'm not my behavior, I am a beautiful, innocent being that is crying out for help. So the Course in Miracles talk, tells us that we're either always expressing love or calling out for love. And if we can see that both the nervous system does that beautifully and can get stuck in a belief that it's not worthy, i.e., where we believe we're separate from each other, we're separate from a divinity of, of whatever nature we, we call it. If we're separate, we fall into sympathetic and down into dorsal when we withdraw. This is the essence of my thesis. Yeah. Yeah. When so we're in ventral, we're safe and we can connect with each other and we recognize that we're just love. That's all we are, is love. And for those who don't know what dorsal is, it, she means we're in the freeze response, which is what we talk about a lot. People, they kind of think we always just free, uh, fight or flight, but there's every animal freezes. And that's what disrupts the nervous system. So when we're talking about that, so let's talk a little bit about, there's two camps, right? There's the camp that says, hey, we're feeling beings and we think. There's another camp that says, no, we're thinking beings who feel. So tell me about this and how it affects healing because uh, mm. I, it has a big impact, I believe. It's huge. So Jill Bolte-Taylor, my uh, I believe her book, oh shoot, I'm forgetting. I think it's My Stroke of Genius. Mm -hmm. She's a neuroscientist uh, professor who has a wonderful TED talk. And she talks about how when she had her stroke, um, she had this sense when her left brain went offline, she had this sense of being connected to everything and how amazing it felt well we are left brain creatures here in this environment right we're always needing to produce and think through our problems and all this other stuff but guess what we avoid generally speaking we avoid our feelings we're taught to avoid our feelings we're taught to be logical but we can't be logical if all these neurochemicals are running through we're feeling these feelings it shuts down our ability to think, right? So we have to feel in order to heal. So it was Jill Bolte-Taylor in another talk that's on a Hay House um, platform. She talks about us being feeling beings first who think and not thinking beings who feel. And if you think about how mammals evolved and developed, we were feeling way before we were thinking, way before. So it's my contention that if we stay divorced from our feelings, we're not gonna be able to get to healing because we will stay in fight or flight or in collapse and not be able to move consistently to ventral, not be able to bring that heart rate variability to where we're really healthy and able to cope with whatever comes our way. And again, I want to say, Patrick, do I get upset? Sure, I absolutely do. But I have strategies 
to come back to safety. That's awesome. So as we as we round out what we're talking about today, because I know we could go into greater detail with what's going on. What have I forgot to ask you? I mean, you've got such a vast background and what you did, you went from having all these, let's call them problems, to finding these solutions along the way, these breadcrumbs. What do you recommend uh, for someone who's was in your situation, let's say 20 years ago, who's in the rat race and they're they're finding that they're so exhausted, they can't function at night, they, they get up and they're groggy, they're just super dysregulated. What do you suggest is their first step? Yeah, find a provider who works with safe and sound protocol. Um, that's my go-to. And then use tools like BrainTap to keep that moving forward, to keep stimulating the right neurochemicals so that you get to the juicy stuff. You get to connect with other people and feel oxytocin. And oxytocin, we could talk about forever. Sue Carter is... Uh, just an amazing scientist who I've gotten to meet. And she did the original uh, research on oxytocin and she's married to Steve Forges. And they've done a lot of research <laughs> on um, recognizing that ventral and oxytocin really go hand in hand. So um, people can find me at my website, mindfulsuccess.com um, and get my free, I have a new guide to getting unstuck and a little quiz to see where you are. That's awesome. So we're going to post those in the show notes. So if you're driving, listening to this, you can go back to the website where you where you're listening, and you'll see all of Suzanne's links to her Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those things. So you can follow her, find out what she's doing. This is someone who is, you know, I was just so impressed when I saw your scan. Uh, like I said, at the time, I, I, Try not to blow too much smoke up your rear, but it was it was better than, uh, you know, I've seen people, you know, I always judge people, unfortunately, when I when I scan them, because if they have a technology that they claim is doing something, it should show up. Right. And yours did in spades. So, I mean, we have this we we know that this works. We know that the, uh, you know, the polyvagal theory, I mean, brain taps strongly in that. Um, I actually already sent some information to our researcher in what we're doing because I believe we're actually doing what the safe and sound protocol is doing. We just have never researched it, but we will find out um, because we do trigger the vagal nerve and we do downregulate the nervous system, but they've done a lot of research, I noticed. So find that practitioner. And if you're a practitioner out there that's wanting to learn this, what do you recommend they do? They can go to Unite. Uh, or excuse me, go to integratedlistening.com and we can put that in the show notes because I just flubbed that up, but yeah. two companies. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the site right now. There's actually a book that they give away. So if you want to learn more about their, their program in that, just go to that website. It's integratedlistening.com and you'll see they just scroll down about halfway down the page and there's a place you put in your information and you just tell them, hey, I'm a practitioner or you want to use it for your family. There's also a click box if you just want it for yourself. If you're somebody out there that's not a practitioner, but you say, wow, I want to learn about this, you can do it there. You can go to Susan's uh, sites, which we'll have there. Get her down, download her book, Unstuck, because this is exactly what's happening with 99% of the people we see at the clinic is they are stuck. Their nervous system isn't able to uh, move between those different phases. And like I said, she was at 27 when anything below 35 
anything down to a 35 is excellent. We very rarely see people below that number um, other than like professional athletes and things of that nature, young people a lot, you know, anyone under 18 typically should have that is just the way they operate. But you'd be surprised nowadays, we're seeing people in their 20s and 30s registering that they're 40 years old instead of being younger. And your nervous system is a direct reflection of your real age, because if your nervous system isn't functioning right, then you're not going to be functioning right. So I want to thank you, Suzanne, for being willing to come on the air, talk about your past laundry and tell us how you improved that. Because a lot of people just say, hey, no, I've always been like this. It's the way I am. And you you went through the journey. You went through the fire, you know, and found out what worked and what didn't work. And, you know, we're not saying it's going to work for everybody out there, but I'm going to say that you got about a 99% chance it's going to, because if we can get the nervous system regulating, get it unstuck, like she says, get her free, her free booklet, start working on those things. And then, uh, you know, we'll have you back, you know, um, for those listening, we are starting the brain fitness podcast, which is a general public podcast instead of this one that is geared more toward businesses. But I believe every one of our practitioners out there at BrainTap should learn this, this program, the safe and sound protocol. And especially when you get those clients, they come in and they won't change. And it could be and a very strong possibility that they just don't feel safe enough with you. And even though we teach you, hey, if they're breathing high in their chest, you don't have you don't have permission to move forward. You've got to get them doing the deep breathing before you can do these things. This could be the protocol that you're looking for in your clinic that will help you unlock their nervous system. And then everything you do is going to work better. If you're doing chiropractic care, that's going to work better. If you're doing a natural medicine care, it's going to do better. If you're just a clinic for wellness all these things. And do you don't have to be a doctor to learn this program? Or is it something that you have to be a medical doctor? So you would need to qualify. Typically, it's an occupational therapist, speech therapist, psychotherapist, or a longstanding coach, which I was. So I was accepted into the qualification. Now I run groups of people. And um, that can work very well for physicians who are, and other clinicians who don't want to go through the training. It's very time intensive. There's a lot of one-on-one -on -one time, which is where the important co-regulation piece is. Now, I will say that the most important thing, Patrick, I think, is people to learn to accept themselves, to love themselves. And that's not something we're taught. We either think, oh, narcissism, or I'm going to self-deprecate. Uh-uh, neither one of those is okay. It's the loving self-acceptance that I'm okay no matter what's going on. And that's what we're teaching our clients is the truth about who they are and how to function more lovingly and feel safe in the world no matter what's going on. That's awesome. Great. It's a great mission. I think it dovetails perfectly with BrainTap's mission. You know, we're we're trying to better a billion brains, but really we're bettering a billion nervous systems. So, um, you know, I think if, the more we can get these complementary therapies working together, the more powerful you are as a practitioner, because you're here to change the world to help that person standing in front of you. And, you know, just like our, we have a number of sessions like the Optimum Risk Zone that deal with this because people don't know how much to risk in their life, you know, and things like that. So we have, we also have, actually, we didn't call it safe and sound protocol, but we have one finding your own safe place. So, you, you know, we have those sessions because those are the ones I always recommend if somebody's so fearful, you know, they've been beaten so bad. You know, so many people have this, like you said, PTSD, even though they weren't in the war, they were in the war of their life. You know, they were in the war for their their sanity. And here they are. 
And we could have a whole conversation about developmental trauma because that's really where so much of it lies. Thank you, Dr. Benjamin Spock. Yes. Now, is there anything I forgot to ask you that you want to add before we say goodbye and let, let everyone who's listening go over to the website, invest their time in getting your free booklet that you're offering? Yeah, no, I think we've covered a great deal. If there was one takeaway, we just need to learn, and it's not hard to tune into cues of safety when we don't feel safe. When we can learn that, our whole nervous system changes. That's so awesome. Great message. So thanks again, Suzanne, for being on, on the call. We're going to have all your contact information below in the show notes. You're one of the reasons we do these podcasts to share these hidden gems that are around. I know you're helping uh, in Southern California, but you need to get whatever you're doing out to the world, even, you know, just sharing that with people and letting them know that there is the possibility. So go over yeah. and learn, follow her, find out what she's doing and just imitate it. And, and you're probably going to find some really good results. So you it just so happens, Patrick, I have clients all over the world. Everything I do is delivered over Zoom. Oh, great. So there you go. If you're looking for a nervous system coach, you've got one right here. Just follow up with her and, and find out how she can help you unlock your nervous system. So uh, again, thanks everyone for being here. You know, our mission is to better a billion brains. So please like and share this podcast. It's really important that we get this out to the world. So share with everyone you know that is having a difficulty or not, you never know where they're at. And they might have a family member that's locked in these, uh, what I call cybernetic loops that just continue to downregulate their nervous system. And let's liberate those nervous systems, get people feeling safe again, get our life back to being harmonious and healthy, our natural birthright. This is, it's not a really a miracle to do it. It's, it's our natural birthright. So let's get back to that. And again, thank you uh, for being on the call and, and being here to share your wisdom and your light with the world. And please share this out there with the world. And again, we're bettering a billion brains. It's your brain if you're listening right now. So please take action. Um, you know, Action is where you gain wisdom, and wisdom is power, not just knowledge. Now you know about it. Now you need to apply it, gain the wisdom in your life, and improve the quality of your life by improving the quality of your brain. And we'll tune in next time. We'll have something else for you for your personal life and for your practice to improve the quality of your life and to help you to share your light with your community. So thanks again. This has been Brain Tap Business Journal Podcast signing off. Thank you. <laughs>